0: I spoke, I began last week, and I'm going to continue on a similar line. I spoke last week about serving God wherever He's assigned you, serving Him well wherever He's assigned you. And I pray that that really blessed you. I, I, I pray that it challenged you to renew afresh your uh, commitment to serve God and and I hope it challenged your perspective (laughs) to really see your circumstance or wherever you're at no matter how you got there or what the situation is that you're in that situation as a child of God as an ambassador for him and your influence is not limited to the circumstance because greater is he that's in you than he who's in the world. Greater is He who's in you than the circumstance that you face. Amen. And so, you may feel that there's a glass ceiling on you there, but but there's no ceiling. There's no ceiling on you in the Lord. Whatever the Lord wills you to be or do, it will come to pass. Amen. So I want to talk today about serving God well in the body of Christ, in the church. Amen? Got a couple of amens. Amen. You know, uh, from one perspective, I don't feel like this is something that we are incredibly weak in uh, here at New Covenant Fellowship. You know, I want to commend you as a body here at New Covenant Fellowship. We have a body full of servants' hearts. Amen, we have people serving here in a multitude of, of of capacities. We have some people wearing a whole bunch of hats and personally as a as a pastor you know i I'd like to see a few people wearing a few less hats and 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 redistribute those th- those hats to a few other people Amen there are servants, there are leaders there are people who have gifts that God has giving you that are for the supply of the body. And so I want to call you out this morning and encourage you that you are qualified. Not only are you qualified, you're called. Not only are you qualified and called, you're capable. And not only that, you are needed. Amen? You are needed. And so as as usual, so I sometimes run ahead of my notes and so I don't know why I make them but but I want you to start in the book of Mark chapter 10 verse 45 is really what I wanted to highlight on but I, I kind of like the context provided in the by the scriptures that preceded so we're going to start Mark chapter 10 verses 42 to 45 uh, those of you who are familiar with the scripture will know where this is uh, preceding these verses the sons of Zebedee had asked the Lord if they could sit on his right hand and his left and and, and and Jesus said, hey, that's not for me to say, and, and all the rest of the disciples were like mad, indignant, who are you? Guys, to act, to act like you are the ones that should have these prominent positions beside the Lord. So, Jesus spoke into that and Jesus called them to him and said to them, you know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them but it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Say it with me, servant. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For, and here's the emphasis here, this is the crux of it, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so, look at this example here. Jesus Christ, the son of God, God himself come down from heaven to put on human flesh, to be our propitiation, to be our toning sacrifice for our sins. He said, even I, I'm Lord and savior of all. Even I did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I have set the example, I want you to follow in it. Not to only think about being served, but to think of yourself as a server, a servant of God, of your fellow man, your community. Are you hearing it? Even Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came and served us in a way that we could not serve ourselves. That you paid the penalty for sin that we could not pay ourselves. That you served us by speaking truth. By laying down your life, by suffering bleeding, and dying for us. Lord, may we be inspired to serve you as well. Go to Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 and 12. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 and 12. And I'm kind of building towards something here. but consider yourself a servant. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. And so my job, I fall within that fivefold ministry gift. My job is to equip you. My responsibility before God is to equip and build up the body. For, so that the body, so that each of you, build up and equip each and every one of you, so that each of you in turn can build up and edify the body. Amen. So, we've all been called to serve his bride. Amen? We've all been called to serve his body. Amen? So, you're called. Adam, Lori, Chuck, Holly, Jason, Lindy, I can go all the... You're called. I don't need to tell you guys that. Y'all already know, but y'all were the first ones in my line of sight, so you got called It's not some mysterious thing it's it, it, it's not something that 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 you have to have this special ability or whatever you know it's not a, it's you don't have to be an X-Man or something like that this is God has called you to service for the edifying and building up of the body of Christ. I'm not breaking any new ground here. I'm just speaking the simple truth. You know, we have wonderful servants here at New Covenant Fellowship. You know, we have intercessors, and they are on their job, let me tell you. They are excited about God. They're excited about the church. They're excited about being able to pray through and pray in the things of God in the church, in the community, in the people's lives, and they're faithful to be intercessors in prayer in this church. We have people who are serving on the worship team. We have people back there in the sound booth. You know, we have people who are serving and helps ministries we have people oh thank god for the people who work the kitchen oh my goodness I love you guys y'all are awesome where are the kitchen people at could you please if you're in here and you serve us when we do church dinners and everything please stand praise the lord <laughs> I tell you huh? Oh, Lisa, yeah. <laughs> oh, so she's got another hat. See? You know, we, we have, and, and I can go down the list of many, many people that are, uh, people that are serving. But it also brings me to what I believe the, the reason this message is important today. You know? Because we have people who are serving, and they are serving with all of their hearts and so forth, but those people need help, right? They do. Every Sunday, those people are having to work in classrooms or the kitchen or uh, uh, safety, security, and so forth. We, we, We have a bunch of people who are working over and over and over again who need a little help to spread out that work so that sometimes they can come in here and get blessed. They can come in here and take a rest from their service and actually receive ministry of their own. Amen? And so this is not an attempt to try and guilt you into anything or make you feel bad. You can't do anything if you're not made aware that there is a need, right? And so, we have needs. As much as we love the people in our kitchen ministry, hey, they could use a little bit more help. We have the ushers ministry. The greeters that greet people as they come in. I tell you what, that is a wonderful ministry. But we have very few people in that ministry, and I'd like to see that grow. And maybe you can be a gift and a blessing to the body and and and, and 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 greet people. Can you smile? Can you talk nice to people? If you can't, then see me after service and we'll see what we can do. I'd like to start meeting with you. But no, but if you are naturally gifted that way, you know, if you like meeting people, talking with people, you know, fellowshipping with people, you want people to feel good and you want them to feel welcome. Hey, I would love to have you in that greeters ministry. Amen. We have the welcome ministry, uh, the um, uh, welcome ministry for new members or for people, uh, the uh, new visitors who come into the, come into the service. we have people in the sound booth, I'm sure James and Katie, uh, they need people to help in the multimedia and in the uh, sound booth. And so, I am making you aware of uh, ministry needs uh, within the church, and I'll just trust that the Holy Spirit will ignite something in your heart, and you will say, you know what? I can serve the body in that capacity. I can do that. That was another deviation from my notes. I told you, I don't know why I do them. But I will faithfully equip, I will encourage, I will challenge, but I will encourage you to be thinking of how you might be able to help in the body. Uh the uh, church bus ministry do you have a driver's license all right if you can drive man all you all of y'all walk to church how many of you have a driver's license all right some of them are just. <laughs> you know these may seem like mundane tasks and so forth but 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 think about it from the perspective of the person who may be disabled or who may not be able to have a vehicle they don't have means to get to church what it but they really want to go to church and worship the lord and and be amongst the saints of god and they have no other way to get there unless we provide a way for them you know that's a lifeline for them and so that 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 ministry is not something that to be looked down upon it's not something that 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 we should take for granted that is a lifeline for people amen And so you would be doing a great service, a great service to the body of Christ if you would be inclined to do so. If you would turn with me, please, to the book of first Peter chapter four. first peter chapter four starting at the tenth verse and it reads as each one has received a gift minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of god if anyone speaks let him speak as the oracles of god if anyone ministers let him do it as with the ability which god supplies that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. And so, I love the way that starts off, as each one has received a gift. You know, each one of you has received a gift. Minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. You know, and I like the way that it says it the manifold grace, the multifaceted. There are so many different gifts. God made each of us with different strengths and abilities, right? He made each of us with different strengths and abilities, and the body needs each and every one of us. Think about our own body. You know, what if my whole body was a hand? Be kind of hard to walk around, wouldn't it? What if my whole body was the head? Boy, that'd be a real problem. Try playing kickball. (laughs) (laughs) There'd be certain things we'd basically be we'd basically be crippled in certain ways we, we we wouldn't have body parts members of our bodies that are essential for us to be able to perform certain functions right so I may be a nose and someone else may be a a toe, and someone else may be an elbow, and someone else might be an ear. You know what? Isolated, you know, we're very limited in the impact that we can have, but if you put us all together, and we function in unity, we function on one accord, now we're all moving in one direction, and you cannot stop us in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. And so, and so we need every one of us to realize that I am called by God, I am here for a purpose. I'm not just here to occupy a seat. I'm not just here to receive ministry from more capable people. I'm here to be a vessel that God can use to minister to someone else. I can reciprocate this. There's more to me than I might think. And so I just want to encourage you. If if there is a a, a Gideon mindset in any of you, I'm calling you mighty man and woman of God, I'm calling you out. You are more than able to be a blessing to this body. But he says, as each one has a gift, minister it as good stewards. Say good stewards. You know we are to even be good stewards over the gifts that God gives us. I've never had a lot of money, but but the money that I had, I do have. I've learned to be a good steward of it. The home, everybody. When we think about practical things, we think about, okay, I need to be a good steward of my home. I need to be a good good steward of my money. I need to be a, a, a good steward of my children. I need to do X, Y, Z. I just want to challenge you to be a good steward of the gift God has given you. Don't doubt for a second that you have one or more than one. Because we all have spiritual gifts from the Lord, as a matter of fact, I tell you what go to First Corinthians chapter twelve i 'm going to save this for a later time, but I want to go into it just a little bit. First Corinthians chapter twelve, starting at the first verse. And it says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. Skip on down to verse four. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in every one to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. So, amen, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. And to each person is given the manifestation of the spirit and he tells it for the common good. What God gives you is not just for your personal benefit. What he gives you is for the benefit of all. Amen? So, what you got is worth what you got is important to me what you got is important to us all amen and i feel like someone needs to hear that today going on verse eight for to one is given through the spirit the utterance of wisdom and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit That's what the Holy Spirit does. Amen? I'm going to just about finish up here, but I want you to go to Romans chapter 12. When you gave your heart to the Lord, when you got saved, you received the salvation of the Lord and you receive the Holy Spirit who is a guarantor hallelujah of the promise and the Holy Spirit empowers us with gifts for the benefit of the common good Romans 12 verse 3 is where I'll start. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned him. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. There's a lot to unpack there. Amen? And so, I'm not going to get into a big expository thing or whatever. I think it speaks for itself. But I would, as you read through that, I would ask you to really think about what jumps out at you as one of the things that may be, may be a gift you have. Are you an exhorter? are your leader do you have the gift of mercy do you find yourself somebody's in need or somebody comes in here they're looking a little bit awkward and you know they don't really look very comfortable and so forth but and you find yourself gravitating toward them because because you want to make them feel better you want to make them feel comfortable you want to make them feel welcome you want to be a blessing to them maybe you have the gift of mercy When you see people trying to accomplish something and uh you think they're going about it the wrong way and you feel compelled to correct and to instruct them in the way that they should go, maybe, I guess what you call that, you could call that... um well that would show a certain leadership quality some people might call it a few negative things if they don't want you in their business maybe you're an exhorter do you like to do you like to encourage people and challenge people to to step out and do and do what God has called them to do to be more than they think themselves to be maybe you're an exhorter an encourager We had a couple of ladies uh share this morning, Paula and Holly, and so forth, that allowed God to use them as a gift to a body uh, as a gift to the body, and they were a blessing to us this morning, weren't they? And I trusted God that that they had something to offer that would that would be an encouragement and strengthening to the body, but you know holly and and Paula aren't the only two that can do that, and that's not the only way it can be done either. You may have different gifts. You may not be much for speaking. Maybe your gifting is in administration. Maybe you're like the behind the scenes and support and to help someone's vision come to pass. There's power in that. Are you hearing me? The last verse I want to share with y'all this morning comes out of Hebrews 13 verses 20 and 21 and it says now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant equip you with everything good that you may do his will working in us That which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. I'm going to ask you all to stand. And I know this is really, for me, this is really short. So this is, a, this is early. I'm going to read this again. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, May he equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. I know a message like this sometimes can be perceived as self-serving for the, for the pastor when he shares it and so forth, but, but, it, but I assure you it really is not. A message like this is beneficial in many ways, and one of which is for our spiritual growth. as we are uh, immature in our faith, as we are new Christians and so forth, you know, we are babes in Christ and so, and so just like a baby, we need to be served. We need to be uh, taken care of. We need, there are things we're not able to do in and of ourselves, but as we grow, and we begin to mature, and we begin to learn, and we begin to, we're more grounded in the faith and so forth, then we have to be reminded that we're called to be disciples and disciplers. Amen? And so we're not only called to be served, but we're called to serve. We're called to make disciples. We're called to edify and build up our fellow brothers and sisters in the lord and doing that is an important part of our growth in the lord because our our lord and savior Jesus Christ he was a servant wasn't he he was one who was sensitive to the needs of others. He was one who used his gifts, who used his abilities, who used whatever God empowered him with to bless and benefit others. And so as followers of him, our challenge is to follow his lead, follow his example. So I want to encourage you not only to serve God well in the school you attend, in the job you work at, in the neighborhood you live in, in the household you dwell in, but to also serve God well in in your local church, in your church body. Because each member you serve, remember what I said last week, you're not just serving that member, you're serving Jesus. You're not just loving your brother or sister, you're loving Jesus. You're loving him because you're obeying him. And he said, if you love me, you'll what? Keep my commandments. For even the son of man came not to be served but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Will you follow his example? And give your life not on the cross as he did as our atoning sacrifice but committing your life to the service of the one who gave his all for you will you commit to taking active steps to discover what it is your strengths are if you don't know them What your giftings are if you don't know them, for the purpose of utilizing those gifts and strengths and abilities to build up and edify others, using them for the common good. Like I said, I commended you at the beginning of this service. New Covenant doesn't need a whole lot of encouragement in this area, but how many of you know we can always do better? We can always grow. We can always do more. And if we have 30% of people in the church that are really on fire and serving the body in the way that Christ would do, hey, if we can bump that up to 40%, be a little bit less burden on the ones who are already doing it. If we can bump it up to 50%, spread that out, then it becomes less burden on everyone and we can all, you know, we can, and we can all serve with joy. And if people are able to get a rest, people are able to get a break, people are able to be reinvigorated and continue to 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 serve at a high level, then the whole body benefits that much more. Amen? So, I want to encourage you. I know schedules are busy. I know schedules are tight. I believe something like this, I believe this is important enough for schedules to be Sifted a little bit and reoriented, and so to 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 work your to work at least one way of serving the body into that tight schedule of yours, bow your heads, please, Father God. I thank you for the listening ears and open hearts this morning. Father, there are servants here who have served for so long and and in so many capacities, Father God, that uh, you know, that burnout is right around the corner and and they're having to balance their lives, Father God, by by pulling back in some of those areas, but their hearts, they know the need. So, they're concerned about voids being left and 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 people's needs going unmet. So, Father, I just pray that you would give them peace, Father God, to just know that if it's something that they can't continue in, Lord, that they would have a peace about bringing balance in their own lives and trusting that you're going to raise someone up to do it. And, 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 and I want them to know that that is okay. And father God, I, I just pray that you are quickening hearts right now, father God. That people are awakening to the fact that they have something of substance, that they have something of significance, father God, that that this new covenant fellowship body needs, and it, and it doesn't matter if they're ten to a, or if they're a hundred, Father God, that they have a gifting, they have a supply that this body needs in order for this body to be all that it can be. So, Father, I pray that you would give them faith and courage to step up and step out knowing full well that your grace will enable them to do what you've called them to do they may think it's beyond them but it it may be but it's not beyond Christ in them the hope of glory All right, Father, so I thank you for moving hearts. Uh, Thank you for encouraging and infusing people with courage. I thank you, Father God, for even now beginning to highlight and to illuminate in people's minds ways in which they can serve this body. And I give you glory and praise, Father God, and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.